0: Hey guys and gals, this is Marcus.
1: And this is Anna, and you're listening to the Urban to Country Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Urban to Country Podcast, where we talk to outdoor enthusiasts about life, hunting, and how to make everyday epic. Hey everybody. Welcome back to a very (laughs) special episode of the Urban to Country podcast. We are uh, flipping the script tonight. We're here in the global international headquarters of the Urban to Country podcast, a.k.a. our living room. Mm -hmm. And I am here tonight with Anna Strange, a.k.a. Mrs. Strange, AKA Strange Lady Travels. (laughs) And we're going to mix up a little bit tonight. Anna's going to be the host for this episode.
1: Fasten your seatbelt.
0: And she's going to interview me, which is going to be kind of fun. I don't usually get to be the one interviewed. So we thought this would be fun to do for 2019. So I do have one question. I can't help myself. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. How do you feel about being the host tonight?
1: Well, I felt great about it, but now I'm I'm feeling a little uncertain. But it'll be fine. This is gonna you're be gonna great. do great. <laughs> you are
0: you are awesome at this kind of stuff. Uh, so
1: no, this will be this is fun. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Why don't you maybe before you kind of kick the episode off, tell people who you are again in case they missed the first episode. Fill them in on yeah what strangely travels is all about
1: strange lady travels well that is my strange lady travels is my instagram handle and that is where i document a lot of the things i love including traveling and eating and exploring the world and my own home state of montana so um hop on over to instagram to see what adventures we're up to and um, outside of that, as Marcus mentioned, I am uh, fortunate to be the mis- Mrs. Strange in his life, and <laughs> as opposed to the ones that are out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounded weird. <laughs> I am his Mrs. Strange. How about that? Um, but uh, let's see. I grew up in Montana. I'm not a hunter, but support hunting and um. I am a, a business owner. I I sing. I Oh gosh.
0: World traveler.
1: I I'd love to travel. I'm working on a really cool magazine project here in Helena, Montana called The Local right now. So I'm I'm doing a variety of fun things that just fill my life with some great things. So that's me. And
0: a very I, qualified host. <laughs>
1: I really thought it was important to sit down with Marcus at the beginning of 2018 and here, I wanted to hear your thoughts about what you wanted, what you felt like was a highlight of your 2018. What were those highlights, those things that as you're looking forward into the new year, you don't want to just pass on by. You want to stop and recognize the, those things that happened. And I thought it was important to give you that space to do that. And, um, so that's why I encouraged Marcus to sit down with me and do this today. And so I think with that jumping right in, um, I think across the board between nonprofit committees that you're involved in and your job with the Montana wildlife Federation and this company urban to country you have a lot going on, and in 2018, what are some of those things, looking back on the year, that just stand out to you, that when you think about them, that make you really smile?
0: Yeah, 2018 was incredible. I mean, the, the number of wins that I felt like I had just blows my mind. I feel so blessed, and honestly, I just want to say thank you to everybody in my life because I, I could not be doing all the things I'm doing if it weren't for just incredible people around me, just good humans that I get to interact with. And so I think that's, I think that's probably one of the first things is I just really got to be, um, just around a lot of good people. And, and that's incredible. I mean, you can't ask for much more out of your life than to be surrounded by just quality individuals. And that, that was truly something that I felt this year I hunted with uh, more people than I've ever hunted. Just the number of different hunting partners that I had this year was really mind blowing. Um, I feel really lucky and I learned a lot, whether it was, um, my coworker, Nick, or my friends, Kevin and Jason and Brad and Matt. And I'm so sorry. I know I'm forgetting somebody that I went hunting with this year, but I just had a lot of really great experiences, um, with good people. My friends, Jared and Brad took me fly fishing and taught me how to fly fish this year. And that was very cool. And oh, and uh, my brother in law Nathan also taught me how to fly fish this year, which was really cool. And
1: oh, and you bear hunted for the first time?
0: No, this was the second time. Was that Second time this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and when year, we
1: say this year, we're talking about 18,
0: 2018. Something. So yeah. everything we're talking about is we're talking about the wins from 2018.
1: Yeah. Uh, we will get to 2019. Yeah. We're going to do podcast, a little but look forward. When but we're talking about this year right now in this section of the conversation, we are referring to 18. Yeah. Okay.
0: So one substantive thing that I think is uh, a big win for 2018 mm-hmm. is starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. This has been something I've wanted to do for a while. And I finally was able to make it happen in two thousand eighteen, which is really exciting. I'm really really so grateful to my friends and uh, people who have come on this podcast and put their trust in me to share their stories and that is i'm I'm incredibly honored by that, and that has just been. Literally, if we never recorded another episode, I feel like I've achieved something because you all put your trust in me. And I hope that I've done that justice and shared your stories in a real authentic way because each and every one of you has been uh, a, a life-changing person for me. And I hope that your stories have helped to change other people's lives because they have certainly done that in my life. So the podcast Definitely a big win in 2018.
1: Well, and I want to pause and acknowledge you for a minute because as a listener of the Urban to Country podcast, I can tell you that my life has been impacted and I hope that doesn't sound cheesy for people who are listening. But truly, I remember actually the the morning that, that I was listening to Amber's podcast and was so blown away amber you are a total badass girlfriend and i was doing my makeup thinking how did she survive this grizzly bear attack and oh my gosh would i do that and all day long actually that i think i thought about it every day that week but i was just blown away and all of your podcasts i think have been have had such great different messages and I love that they have covered a variety of different um outdoor enthusiasts and people with different interests and so I wanna acknowledge you for creating a space where people of varied interests and experiences in the outdoors can come on and share those experiences and share those life lessons and um so Kudos to you, Marcus, for for successfully doing that. And also, I have to commend you, too, because, yes, you've always been well-spoken, but hearing your first podcast to your most recent podcast, you have grown as a podcast host. No, thank you. And it's when you say that you started a podcast last year, I was surprised just now thinking, wait, haven't you been doing this longer than that? Because (laughs) you really have improved in in a lot of different ways and and the way that you're editing sound and the way that you're mixing the sound and I, all of it I just I think the the whole package. I mean it's it's been cool to see you evolve and so for that I just want to recognize you.
0: Oh, thank you. And that's something that I appreciate you saying because I really want the podcast to be not not a collection of kill stories about people you know killing big bucks or whatnot and I think that 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 those stories have value and they're interesting and I like hearing those but what I want the podcast to be is a space where and this is kind of my pet phrase right now but good humans can come on and share how their lives have been impacted by the outdoors and who knows that may that may change and that may evolve I, I really just want this to be a space where stories are shared by people and, and stories that can impact and change people's lives. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is uh, a, a lot of that is around the outdoors. It may be different at some point. I may bring on someone that has very little to do with the outdoors, but if I think that they are someone that can impact a journey then and and has an interesting story to tell then they're going to come on the podcast and that's part of the the name of urban to country is it's about a journey it's about my journey and if there's someone that has impacted that journey then they're going to be on the podcast so mm-hmm. i appreciate i appreciate that everyone is listening please keep listening <laughs> i i humbly thank you for, for being part of this community and uh, hopefully I'll be able to continue to provide you with some high quality content and add value to your life.
1: Yeah. Well while you were thinking about what you hope to continue to provide people I was going to break it down and just talk about 2018 and then talk about 19. but while we're on the podcast I do want to flip gears and ask you what's ahead for the podcast in 19 and what what are your your goals for the podcast this this calendar year in 2019?
0: Yeah, so goals for the podcast. Uh, I w- I want to be um, constantly putting out episodes. So I don't know exactly how that looks because I do have a. Uh, sometimes it feels like a six a.m. to ten a.m. job. I'm. <laughs> Uh, I am pretty busy with, with a, a regular job. Um, I don't get paid to do the podcast. I don't have sponsors, nothing like that. This is a passion project.
1: Now that you wouldn't take sponsors though.
0: No, if someone wants to help defray the cost of putting together the podcast, I would be more than happy to, <laughs> to, to talk to you, uh, shoot me an email, but no, in, in all seriousness and all joking aside, I, I do have a regular job. And so the consistency with the podcast is something that I want to work on this year. Trying to be more consistent, get more content out to you guys, share more stories, make a bigger impact. So that's one thing. Um, We are going to be, or I am going to be doing a Patreon account for people who enjoy the podcast and who want to support the podcast to be able to do that. So look for that. I'll have more details about that.
1: Do you want to explain real quick what a Patreon yes. is or what Patreon is? Yep. Yeah.
0: So Patreon is a crowdfunding, crowd, mm-hmm. is, did I say that right?
1: Yeah, crowdfunding, but not like Kickstarter crowdfunding. Right. It's for projects.
0: Yep. It's for creatives. Yeah. So whether that's a musician or an artist or a podcaster. Or
1: a publication. Or a
0: publication. Yeah. yeah. So a creative... It's a creative community. Mm -hmm. And in that community, those creatives give people the opportunity. If, if someone enjoys what they're putting out to the world, they can then show their support for that project with, uh, some monetary support. So you can, once I get it all set up and, and get the, the different, um, levels where I want them, you'll be able to go on and you'll be able to support the urban to country podcast oh, at, exciting! yeah, it's going to be pretty cool at some various levels and, and there'll be some incentives for you for doing that. And don't worry. I'm going to make it very affordable because I realize that times are hard. Money's tight, but if you like what I'm doing and you want to, you know, help make sure that I get to keep doing it, I would love the support. So Patreon is going to be the initial way that we do that. And, and then-
1: I have to tell you Marcus and I have done a little bit of brainstorming about, um, ways to give back to Patreon members and you guys, there are some exciting things coming to urban country this year. And there are some exciting things, um, exciting gifties that we've been brainstorming that Marcus can offer as an incentive for those different levels. And, yeah i'm just I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm excited to sign up mm. and get some sweat <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just wanna put this out here. I am horrible at self promotion I am horrible at asking for help, so this has all been very hard and humbling for me to do this, but just quite frankly i I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to give you guys more. I want it to be able to make a bigger impact. And um, so to do that, obviously, that requires some money and some time. And I I just want this... I'm going to be a horrible salesman for a second. (laughs) Please don't feel obligated to do this. This is purely something that if if out of the goodness of your heart you can find a way to do it, that is great. I am excited about this opportunity to create a a bigger community through Patreon, so keep an eye out for that and then there's a couple of things I want to update on the website just to make the urban to country website um, more useful more user friendly um, One of those things is i'm going to be creating a photography gallery so that if there's a print that you want that you've seen um, of mine that you think is really cool that you will be able to get, you know, a copy of that, which I've got to work out the back end of that. I haven't even, uh, started, but, uh, I've talked to a couple people and they say it's pretty easy. So that's something that's going to be coming to the website, just updating the website in general to make it more, um, contemporary, uh, with the times. Yeah.
1: Because you, you're such an old
0: guy. I am such an old man. You're but such a <laughs> But that website is now over two years old, which in website years yeah. is out of date already. So, yeah. Well, yeah. that's exciting.
1: Um, one thing that I was thinking about, too, that was this, a win for you in 18 was your uh, 2% certification. Yes.
0: Right. Yep. That was something that I was very excited about. So... 2% for Conservation, for those of you that don't know, is a nonprofit that certifies businesses who give 1% of their time and 1% of their income to conservation. It's a way to create a change in the culture of giving back to conservation. It's very easy for people sometimes to just pay with their fees and their licenses or you know, kick this organization, 50 bucks once a year. But what 2% for conservation wants to do is um, say, yes, that is great. We appreciate that. And we want you to continue doing that. Mm -hmm. But we also want you to contribute your time. We need volunteers. We need people to be hunter's ed instructors. We need people to go do um, surveys at trailheads. We need people to be involved, not just give money to organizations, although they love the money. So keep doing that. Uh, yeah. There's there's more that needs to be done. So businesses who contribute 1% of their time and 1% of the in, their income can become 2% certified. And the Urban to Country podcast is proud to say that it is a 2% certified business, Yay. which is very exciting. We're one of the few podcasts that are 2% certified.
1: That is awesome. Well, and is it just the podcast or the entire company is 2%? So... so- if people buy an art print, once you get that gallery set up on the website, will 1% of sales on art prints go to conservation and Patreon support, will 1% of that go to conservation efforts?
0: Yes. So the way that it works right now is just the podcast is 2% certified. But when I update my certification, then we're going to do the podcast plus the rest of the business. Cool. So right now it's just the podcast going to apply and, uh, hopefully get accepted for the rest of the business. So yeah, very excited about that.
1: That is awesome. Well, while we were talking about website updates and all the things that came to my mind. So awesome. Any, is there anything else that really stands out to you about, urban to country or the podcast that just is a big, um, highlight of 2018 before we move on to some others?
0: You know, I just feel really blessed to have got to spend so much time outdoors this year. I mean, that, that to me is a huge win for me. Um, this year I was able to spend more time outdoors hunting and fishing than I have in in any other year. And that, that's just really awesome. It's, it's cool to be able to, do that and I feel blessed and and that was a win for me definitely in in 2018.
1: Are there any of those hunts or fishing excursions that just totally jump out at you that changed the course of your 18 or will be those stories that you'll be telling still telling when you're 85?
0: Yeah you know obviously the trip down to Utah I've never drawn a limited entry tag before and so to be able to draw that tag go out of state to an area I'd never been before in an incredibly beautiful part of, of the country. That was incredible. Obviously, I didn't come home with anything, but it was still an incredible, an incredible trip.
1: Why? Why was it so incredible, even though you came home empty-handed?
0: One of the main reasons that I love to hunt is because you come away with a story no matter what and that was that was such a incredible story of me being pushed completely out of my comfort zone into the unknown feeling lost every single day not knowing what the heck to do and just having to get you know get tough and just say okay i don't know what to do here i don't know where to go. I don't know how we're going to get into the elk, but we're we're going to go after it. We're going to get, you know, out of bed, we're going to get out into the field and we're going to try. And that was a victory for me. Um you know, for me hunting's not about, you know, killing an animal. That's a part of the whole experience, but to just boil it down to that one split second in time. Does a disservice to the life of that animal, to my life, to the whole story. And so the, the hunt down in Utah was definitely, meat wise, not a success, but for every other metric, it was in, an incredibly epic experience for me. The country was beautiful. It was rough. It was rugged. It was new. So every day I was seeing something new. It was hard. It was challenging. It pushed me um, to do new things and to try new things and to go harder and longer and farther than I've gone before. And you know, another huge part of hunting for me is the camaraderie. I got to hunt with one of my best friends, Jason, who drove all the way down and (laughs) just was. Jason is a rock star. (laughs) I mean that that guy is a road warrior. He puts miles on that truck and he drove all the way there to help me and we we hit it hard and and we had a great experience so yeah. for for all those reasons it was a, an incredibly successful experience and cool. i'm going to try to do a recap and kind of give you guys the the full story but yeah yeah it was it was definitely a highlight and then we'll do a podcast on this i've already got this one lined out Uh, Coming up, but just to give you guys a teaser, I ended up bear spraying myself (laughs) on a hunting trip this year. So, oh,
1: that's going to be such a great podcast. That that was
0: definitely a memorable (laughs) hunt from 2018. Oh, that's going to be a good one. There's a little teaser for you. I
1: know that story, and you guys are going to love hearing it. (laughs) Uh, What about any of your time on the river? Any of those trips, especially just. Jump out to you. I know, I know that you could do a podcast about each one, but
0: yeah, uh, I've been blessed to be able to go and float the Missouri breaks the last couple years, and that has just been incredible. Um, it's a life changing place for me, and the country is just incredible. So, got to do that. Got to help a good friend guide some folks down the Missouri this year, and that was definitely a. a a once in a lifetime kind of trip and i feel i mean i could say this about i there's probably a day every week from 2018 <laughs> where i could say it was a once in a lifetime experience and life changing <laughs> and i feel very fortunate that i've been able to i've been able to build the life that i want to live mm-hmm. and it has been hard and it has been painful And now that I'm here, I feel incredibly fortunate and incredibly blessed. And you can't ask for much more than that in this life.
1: At this point in your life, when you created... Let me jump back. A couple years ago, when you created the Urban to Country brand, I don't think you could have seen where you'd be today.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) No.
1: So with that in mind, today what does urban country mean to you?
0: I think it means what it meant back then. i I remember I just wanted to share this story and this experience that I was in. And it was kind of this moment of clarity where it was just, it, it was just a name. I mean, at the time it was just a name and I, cause I was, I was thinking, well, I want to start a blog and this and that. And, social media because that's what everybody does and mm-hmm. so what am I going to call it and I just had the, the impression the strong impression that I should call it urban to country and it just made sense like I was not an outdoorsy not an outdoorsy kind of guy <laughs> and
1: you weren't raised that way
0: no nope. and you know I was starting to have all these outdoor experiences so it just kind of made sense but it's come to mean a lot more than that to me and have a deeper meaning so i don't i i don't think it means anything different i think it's the meaning has become deeper and the story has become richer Mm. and has become more full way more than i ever thought possible and very different than i ever thought possible i did not think that i would be where i am today working in conservation um pursuing storytelling in the outdoor space i mean this is this is not where i thought this would <laughs> would end up um i thought i'd post a few pictures on facebook and that would be about it maybe a blog here and there but it's uh, it's definitely been more than that, and that's been phenomenal, and I feel very blessed.
1: Thank you for sharing. Well, and I think, too, um, being your partner and living with you and, and watching you progress on this journey has been a privilege because I have been able to see how your journey into the wilderness has literally changed your life and changed who you are and and helped you evolve into the person that you are today and you are becoming tomorrow and the day after that and you know in our home we talk a lot about being an evolving human and all of us on the face of the earth are evolving every day and I think what has been so powerful about the urban to country brand that you've developed is that in that you've allowed yourself to continue to evolve as you're going deeper into the country and back, you know, finding your roots in a new place and, um, finding a new way of living. And I think that's been really cool. I think, um, the people that you're getting to the incredible people that you're getting to work with professionally and through urban country and through other volunteer opportunities uh, across the state along with the experiences that you're having hunting and not hunting are just completely shaping your life and i can see those things and those opportunities impacting your life and changing you and that's been so cool to see marcus i mean you're right it's the words are the same urban and country is the same but i agree from my perspective watching you it does mean something more it is it's not they're not just words they're words that document your journey and i think um yeah i just I'm just thinking about all of that and just thinking about how you're evolving as a human. And it's just so exciting to watch. My goodness. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's really... It's just an absolute pleasure to watch you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And to see you. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, I mean, are there any other special projects within your Montana wildlife federation world or other volunteer worlds that you want to talk about that just were big highlights of 2018.
0: Oh, I mean, there's, there's so many different things from 2018 as far as work and volunteering goes that I could talk about. I I I hesitate to pick one or two just because <laughs> I don't want to leave I'm sure I'll think of something you know tonight while I'm laying in bed that I should have said but I guess just briefly continued to work for the Montana Wildlife Federation um in 2018 and that was that was incredible I've learned so much in that job and I feel like my my growth as a as a human as a conservationist is due largely to working for that organization i work with some really great people i've got to partner through work with some incredible people on different projects Um, i mean we're working on everything from protecting sacred spaces like the badger to medicine to how do we handle cwd to how do we get new hunters recruited into the community. I mean, it's, it's everything. And what's cool is whether you're a hunter or you collect insects, there's a space for you in our tent. And we want you to, to come join us because we value you and we see you and we hear you. And, and that's cool to work for an organization that those are the values that they hold. Um, I am incredibly passionate about the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and they are, um, they hold a, a, a space in my heart forever because I first started volunteering with them when I wanted to get into conservation. So in 2018, um, we had our local chapter had an incredibly successful banquet, raised a ton of money for elk country. And then I, I had to, because of working for the Montana Wildlife Federation, there's a lot of crossover sometimes with groups that I'm volunteering with. And I was just finding more and more conflicts with volunteering for the local chapter. And I still volunteer with the local chapter and I'm still very involved and I still help out where I can. But I had to tell our chair that I needed to kind of pull back just because I was starting to have some different conflicts as far as like fundraising and different things like that, that I do with Montana wildlife federation. I was then turning around and awkwardly having to say to to funders, Oh yeah. And by the way, could you, you know, help us with RMS stuff. And it just, it was creating a weird space with these people who I really valued the, my relationship with them. And I didn't want it to be like that. So anyway, I told our board or our chapter chair, I said, hey, I still want to help. I still want to be involved. But as far as fundraising, different things, I'm probably going to need to pull back a little bit. And a lot of what the local chapters do is that. So I was kind of reevaluating how do I be involved. And I was presented with the opportunity and accepted a position as part of the state resource team for uh, RMEF in Montana. The state resource Which team is. is so cool yeah which yeah. is very cool because it allows me to help on a broader scale and um c- you know relieve some of the the conflicts that I was finding myself in um not conflicts just just conflicting situations and uh the SRT team has been a, a perfect a solution for that so what we do is we support the goals and mission of rmef on a statewide level and we do whatever we can to make uh, chapters be as successful as possible so if you need us to come volunteer at your banquet because you're low on volunteers we will come do that we plan the statewide rendezvous this year at uh, the montana rendezvous we're doing some pretty cool stuff we're going to have the first montana state elk calling championship which Ooh, is very cool. tell us cool. when
1: that is because that is something that people listening should definitely come and join us
0: at. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be June 19th through 21st, I believe, and I will put the links to all these things in the show <laughs> notes because I can't remember what I'm, you know, doing tomorrow, let alone what I'm doing in six months. So if yeah. I get that wrong in here, the correct dates will be in the show note. Um, we're going to we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff at the rendezvous. I mean, it's just such a really great experience and everyone in Montana should come to it and, and just have a blast besides the elk calling, We're going to do things like have live music and we're going to bring in some of the local breweries to do um, some like a pint night and we're going to have elk calling instruction for people that want to get into elk calling and seminars and, and all the things and camping and food, more food than you can you possibly. The same barbecue. Uh, yeah, Hopefully. I think so.
1: Come for the barbecue. The, if barbe- nothing else. the barbecue it is, is, is pretty so awesome. Delicious. Yeah. But then in 18, you also taught a youth bow hunting class. Right?
0: Yeah. So I helped she teach. Adorable, By the way. Yeah. I helped teach a youth bow hunting class at the rendezvous this year we're actually going to have a mini archery tournament just a condensed 3d tournament i mean this is the kind of stuff that i love to do i'm passionate about getting people involved and creating community and being excited about these kinds of things so the state resource team has been a really natural fit for me and i 'm um, just looking forward to everything we're doing with that in two thousand and nineteen it 's pretty exciting that 's awesome and then, as far as other groups i 'm volunteering with um, i mean through work i 'm i 'm blessed I kind of get to volunteer with a lot of different groups because I am constantly working with and partnering with nonprofits and and conservation organizations so that 's really cool yeah. um,
1: and I will say um, you mentioned with your RMEF position that you will volunteer at local chapter events. And Marcus, oh, <laughs> we're gosh. putting this out there. PSA, Marcus is an excellent volunteer, <laughs> and he has run a lot of events, um, both supporting my events professionally and his own. So he he's a good one to have on your team, and he is a hard worker. And I don't know. I just want to commend you for that, too, that you are a hard worker. So
0: yeah. well done. And just thinking about 2019, I'm helping with an event for the Western Bear Foundation called Bearing the Bias. Uh, That's going to be in Bozeman. And like I said, all these, I'll put all the links to this stuff in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Uh, 2% for Conservation is hosting a conservation convention in Bozeman. Also later this summer that I'm going to be involved with somehow, I'm not sure exactly yet, but looking forward to that. We're doing year three of our uh, women um, montana wildlife federation women women 's event that's going to be in a new location this year, which I almost Ooh. just spilled the beans <laughs> but
1: <laughs> and I have been to that, so ladies, it is a great night out, and as a non hunter, I can tell you that it is a friendly space to get some questions answered so coming out. And keep your eyes peeled for that information because that is a fun night to join, and it's yeah. a very casual evening.
0: Yeah, and we—I'm working with some really great ladies to rebrand it and to make it even better because Ooh. I feel like I've done—I feel like I've done a good job. I want to give myself credit because I've ventured out into the space of uh, women's hunting, women pets. in conservation, <laughs> and I feel like I have done an okay job, but I want to do not just an okay job. I want to do the best job possible and provide the best space possible and make sure that this event is doing justice to what it it could be doing. So anyway, I'm working with some great ladies to rebrand it and to reinvigorate it and make it the best it can possibly be in 2019. So I'm very excited about that.
1: I'm excited too. And after this podcast, I am going to need to hear all of the things (laughs) (laughs) that you can't currently spell.
0: Oh, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, I mean, lots of great things coming up in 2019 um, besides Urban to Country and the the Urban to Country podcast with the the groups I'm volunteering with and the, the things I'm passionate about.
1: And two, I mean, there's a lot of events that I know are on our calendar right now that of different archery shoots that are well worth your time. And I know there are so many statewide, but some of our favorites, um, do you want to throw out some of those or we can throw some of our favorites, um, on the show notes and just recommend, yeah, that you get out and do some additional archery shoots if you're, or if you're looking for archery shoots again, this is a non-hunter saying this, <laughs> but yeah. I, I frequently joined Marcus at archery shoots and weekend long archery shoots. And I just have to say, I love the archery community. They have been so welcoming and loving and, um, they're very understanding to me, not being a hunter and they create a safe space for me to be. And, so if you are a, a single hunting hunter family, that's totally cool. Bring the rest of the family and I guarantee there are there's lots to be done. You can bring games, you can sit around the fire, you can eat, you can hang out, you can disconnect from the world and camp in the wilderness with 500 new friends.
0: <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I. that is one thing that I not resolved, but that I really wanted to do in 2019 is get, uh, get myself more squared away in my, in my archery practice. I shoot a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am, um, intentional in my practice. And so I want to be more intentional, Mm -hmm. which for me, I feel more motivated to be intentional in my practice when I've got something to look forward to. So surprise, babe, every weekend is an archery shoot. Oh, I saw the Google (laughs) calendar
1: invites come through. I believe Uh, when you sent them though, you said they were all tentative. That is true. (laughs) No,
0: it's, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I'm looking forward to going to more archery shoots, spending time with more good people and testing out different setups for, my bow and the different setups for arrows and just trying new things and having fun with it and and practicing um just being outside too i mean that's the great thing about these three d i i shoot i shoot it in, in in an indoor league but my the thing I love is shooting the three d tournaments and yeah. there's a lot of great ones across montana i would I would recommend going on to or just if you if you do a quick Facebook search for montana archery. Shoots. I mean, all of them will come up, yeah. um, and that's that's how I find them. So, searching your local state for archery tournaments on Facebook, and you should see the different events pop up.
1: Well, and I'm sure if people have questions too, should they just give you a hop? Yeah, a always, okay.
0: always. You guys can always reach out to me and ask me any questions that you might have. Yeah. So,
1: there have been some. Well, all of them have been fun in different ways, but some especially are in such scenic areas of Montana that. It's just so much fun to walk the course, and I will say that sometimes I will borrow a, a traditional bow and join Marcus in a shoot. And um, there have been a couple 3D shoots where people have been gracious and um, allowed me to borrow their borrow their bows and try out different styles. I'm probably I am more of a trad shooter than. A compound, um, yeah. but uh, also they're so beautiful, and it makes me feel like Cadmus. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Is there before we move on? I because I have a summary question. Well, actually, I have a few questions for you. But anything else from eighteen that you want to talk about specifically?
0: No, it's just, it's been a good year. And I really like, I think, I think the biggest victory is I really just like who I am and who I'm becoming. And that, that's really all you can want in life. And I I have to attribute a lot of that to the outdoors and to the community that has just been so welcoming. I feel really blessed and Unfortunate. It's been it was a good two thousand eighteen and I'm really looking forward to this upcoming year.
1: So frequently you talk about three types of fun.
0: Oh boy. Okay.
1: And will you summarize the three types of fun? Oh gosh.
0: I'm gonna get this wrong. So <laughs> I apologize right now if and yeah, I can. So <laughs> so type one fun is the the type of fun that you enjoy in the moment and you would do it again in a heartbeat so I mean take take your thing for for me
1: oh I'm gonna ask you for sample okay for example so just summarize the three and then we'll jump okay on.
0: so for me that would be something like shooting my bow or playing basketball I, like that that's type one fun like you do it you enjoy it and you're like yes you love every minute you can not love wait to every minute that. let's yeah. let's do that again tomorrow uh type 2 fun is the t- the type of fun and guys I'm really sorry if I get this wrong I did not prepare him for the, this <laughs> yeah so type 2 fun is the kind of fun where in the moment you, you say ah this is not so great not really enjoying this but when you're done you say oh hey yeah that was actually pretty fun i i want to do that again and we can we can discuss this or debate this but a lot of times for me hunting can be type two fun in the moment it's hot you're tired nothing's going right you just want the agony to end <laughs> you're like okay if a blind three legged <laughs> deer steps out in front of me, I am taking that now because I just want this to be done. So so yeah, uh that's that's probably the best example I can give you of type two okay. fun. Um and then type three fun is the kind of thing where you don't enjoy it in the moment, you don't enjoy it after or you you look back afterwards and you say wow that really sucked that was kind of cool i'm glad i did that i have no interest in doing that again Mm -hmm. um the thing that comes to mind with that is the time that we got three cars stuck on a snowy mountain road when we were in college and all and six, the si- and then the tow truck got stuck, and and we were there till well after midnight in the dark and in the freezing cold,
1: and we were all hangry. Yes, Ooh.
0: so looking back, yeah. it's kind of this fun camaraderie, like shared suffering mm-hmm. experience, to where it's a great memory, and and uh, mm-hmm. I don't regret that it happened, but I don't really want to no. do that again. No. So. No. so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that describes type 3 fun very that well. Good. But that's that's the example that comes to mind.
1: Okay, so while those are fresh on your mind. Oh boy. Here's the question. So, I want to know what things from 2018. Yeah, I want an example of each from 2018. What was a type 1, a type 2 and type 3?
0: Oh, that's easy. Okay. So,
1: and specific examples, yes. not just a general. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, type... So again,
1: uh, hold on, let me recap. So type one was you enjoy it in the moment, you love it, absolutely would do it again, would turn around and do it again an hour later, okay, or maybe a day later. Type two was in the moment, it might be um, challenging, difficult, and not totally fun, but... After you've finished, you're like, oh, that was so worth it. I would do it again. Type three is where you don't enjoy it in the moment. And upon reflection, you don't enjoy it either. But after some time has passed, you you can look back on it with fond memories. But you would never want to necessarily experience it again. Yeah. Okay.
0: So type one fun definitely my uh float trip down the missouri Mm. i mean the upper missouri river guides haley and brett they are just some kick-ass human beings who know how to have a good time and they provide their clients with such an incredible experience and i just felt lucky that they let me help them guide and the couple that we took with us were incredible they were so fun we had great conversations i mean it was like, I did not want the trip to end. So definitely type one fun there. And
1: you have a giant smile on your face right now. Oh,
0: uh, it was that. so much fun. Also, yeah.
1: Haley and Brett like grow all of their produce and then I ate so much <laughs> good on that trip. All of their produce. Yeah. And then they pack it in, make it anyways. Yeah. They're amazing people. They're really great. Okay.
0: Type two would probably be the Utah trip. I mean, it was pretty sucky. I mean, to get down there and and find out that it was not as advertised and well, it that was, it was not going as advertised. Uh, there was a lot more motorized access than was originally communicated to me when oh, I talked okay. to everyone. And so to have to adjust to that, which was not a big deal. Honestly, that was my fault for not, uh, not asking the right questions. And then it rained a lot. So, having to adjust the expectation of being able to sit over water and having that option kind of go out the window with all the rain that we were getting. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it was just a really hard, it was a hard hunting trip. And there were not a lot of wins on that trip as far as, you know, opportunities or stocks or different things to kind of keep you motivated. So in the moment, um, it was pretty sucky. But looking it was August. It was hot. It was hot. It was August. They weren't really bug. Well, they weren't bugling because of the four-wheelers cruising around. But that's neither here nor there. That
1: doesn't set the mood.
0: No. No, it does not. No. (laughs) So, yeah. So, in the moment, that was not super enjoyable. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, Jason and I had a good time. I would do that again. Mm. I maybe wouldn't hunt that particular unit (laughs) again, (laughs) but I would. I would go on a Utah elk hunt again. And then, type three is definitely the the hunting trip where I bear sprayed myself. Mm, I I can look back now with uh, some uh, now that there's (laughs) nostalgia. Some I don't know if nostalgia is the right word, but there's the History has eased the pain a little bit and so uh yeah, that was probably type three fun because I mean and you guys when we do the podcast recap of it, uh there's some pretty cool things that, that did happen, but I would not I would not relive that day again. It
1: was a very stressful day outside of getting bird sprayed. Yes. Again. Oh I can't we're not gonna tell you it. No, no be spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So I love it. Thank you for sharing your three types of fun. You are welcome. <laughs> to 18. I can't wait to hear this time next year. I can't wait to hear what your three types of fun will be for 19 as you're reflecting back on the air. It'll be exciting. It's
0: going to be very exciting.
1: Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think we have some exciting things to look forward to in 19. Is there, do you want to leave anybody, everybody with, um, more places to go check out what's coming in 19 and things to look out for.
0: Yes, absolutely. So follow us on social media. Urban to country is the name across all platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are the ones that I use. The best place to connect with me is definitely Instagram. That's where I hang out the most.
1: I almost just threw up my space. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Deezing>. <laughs>
0: oh man my i haven't heard that in a while uh youtube uh, go subscribe to our, yeah. the youtube channel as there are more videos being uploaded i'm trying to get more consistent with that because i do have quite a bit of video content it's just a matter of finding the time mm-hmm. to put it out there so youtube is another great platform to follow the urban country channel um you can subscribe to the newsletter on the website. I put out a quarterly newsletter um, that provides a lot of good information and kind of just an overview of what's happened in the last um, three months. So yep. that's a great way to stay connected.
1: One, I like your newsletters, too, because you always have free resources like sample packing lists and links to your most recent vlogs and podcasts. And just, yep, it's a great... It's a useful thing. It's not just another piece of spam.
0: So if you don't feel like you can commit to the full urban to country (laughs) experience, you can get urban to country light through the newsletter. Urban
1: to country light. I like that.
0: Yeah. And then just continue to uh, listen to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know that there's a lot of content out there and, and you have to choose, you know, what to consume. But I just appreciate that you guys are... Choosing to consume this, it really means a lot to me. I feel very humbled and very blessed to have such a great community around me. You could do me a huge favor and leave me a review on your favorite platform and give me a five-star rating if you show desire. That would really help me out a lot, and I would be forever in your debt. So. <laughs>
1: And also, keep your eyes peeled for the Patreon page coming soon to a website near you
0: yep and i'll do a i'll do a podcast when I get it up and kind of walk you through what all the features are and what the benefits for you becoming a supporter of the urban to country podcast are so look oh. look out for that I think that's it all
1: right. 2019 is going to be epic.
0: It's going to be pretty awesome. Thank you so much for co-hosting this with me. I really appreciate you doing it.
1: My pleasure. Anytime.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, go leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow Urban to Country on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and sign up for the Urban to Country newsletter on our website. In closing, I wanted to quote Henry David Thoreau. Thoreau said, All good things are wild and free. Please remember to do your part to make sure our wild places and our wild creatures are here for generations to come. And until next time, go out there and make life epic.